Welcome to Yingcast, our podcast for current and future leaders wanting to develop themselves further. Every month, the Alembic team discuss and share their thoughts on issues and topics that are common in the workplace. Today on the podcast, we have Matt, Rosanna and I'm Alice. Hello. Hello. The last few podcasts, we've been working through um, a tool called Team Psychology um, from Tuckman, 1965. So we've gone through forming when our team first starts off and we're all a bit nervous and polite. True feelings are sort of pushed down and not communicated. Last time we talked about storming. Uh, this is where there's a bit there's a bit of friction. Um, people say how they really feel. Uh, it might cause a few arguments or disagreements. And this time we're going to be talking about norming. Norming is where it's less emotional than than storming. Um, it can be described as slightly boring um, because nothing nothing's really happened, no drama. But it does mean that we're a bit more confident in our team, in our roles, and what we want the outcome of the team to be. And maybe we spend a bit more time with each other outside of work time. Maybe we spend a bit more social time together. Yeah, so I think norming is um, quite an un, like the underrated um, stage of team psychology because if you think about it, you've like just come through this like storming, and um, to be in norming is like somewhat of a relief for everybody, and actually you've worked through the things that you've stormed about, and you've come into the sense of um, calm, and there's a bit more control, and you're perhaps able to have difficult conversations with the view to taking that forward and so it's less emotional and more constructive um, but you know sometimes that can feel a bit boring or not as exciting um, but actually all you're doing is establishing routines and disciplines. So if it can seem not as exciting how can you stop um, slipping back down your chain um, into unproductive arguing or is that something that which do you think naturally just happens as part of the process it's not as linear as that it can move in both directions and there's still going to be an element of storming as you move through the, the upper end of the chain yeah I think it is it is it's just just being conscious that you've moved into a norming phase um, and you can like turn around and look back on storming and go oh I don't want to go there again hopefully you've learned by sort of moving from the stages like how you actually overcame that difficult conversation um so in terms of how do you actually stop yourself moving back i'm going to say sometimes you inevitably will just have to go into storming and have that conversation it's the ability to have that difficult conversation storm about it if you need to but then move back into norming and just bringing a layer of consciousness into that's what's going on um, I guess in norming, part of moving into that stage is that you've set up more, is more of a routine or a habit about then the way that you're communicating. It's so more it, productive. Yeah. And so if I then start storming with you, that might feel a bit out of character and a bit unusual. Um, so you'd be able to spot it more probably because the norms and routines have been established. But I think it, I think people do lapse back into it, and it's you know people 
uh, and that's normal um but it's just how quickly you then come at it and not sort of go through storming and then keep going back into forming where actually that was awful and then just you're back being polite and not really know so going back into storming is to be expected it's just stick with it have the conversation but with a view to going back into norming i suppose as long as the overall direction of travel is towards the productive end rather than moving backwards yeah and then you're still making progress yeah i think you need to be able to have those conversations and have something come out of it maybe it's an action or something that you need to change you actually need to be able to say right what have we learned from this and what are we going to take forward so that this same conversation doesn't happen again otherwise it's just a cycle yeah uh, nick and i were talking at the security institute on high performing teams and Nick was speaking about the norming process and actually it's um yes there's procedures that you can put in place to sort of set the norms and um you know create the discipline and control but there's still an art of self-management and self-regulation that you still need to be aware of so it's just about managing those emotions as they rise and what can you do so some of the things like practical things that we were talking about were um so mindfulness and setting yourself physically so that you're prepared for that conversation so there's a little bit more of um thinking about what could happen and then setting yourself in the mind in the body to be prepared for that conversation um i think it's also important to note that um when someone new joins the team that can sort of disrupt things um and it's great that the team's growing but it can often mean that then you're back in forming again so your team might have been in norming and then someone new joins and actually you have to start again yeah i, I was thinking about this because well i'm quite curious to see if you're in if you're joining a a, a team that's in norming mm -hmm. and you arrive and there's an element of that p politeness that's at the start so you sort of feel like you're in forming how quickly do you then sort of go through the barriers to the norming stage um, I'm sort of yeah. quite curious to see your thoughts on this, Matt. That would be really interesting to see how that affected the team dynamics overall. Because as an individual, you'd have to, well, you'd almost always have to start um, informing because you'd have the same you know, unfamiliarity with the rest of the team. But it also forces um, other people on your team to start again because you've become part of their larger team. So they yeah. might be in very you know high performing stage with 90% of the team and as a single you've sort of forced them into those new dynamics how that affects them and the team overall and I'd be really interested to see whether in fact you moved more quickly through those being part of a team that was overall in high performance or overall in norming um, as opposed to a completely new team dynamics you'd expect it would be quicker yeah yeah and I, I guess it must depends on what it is and like the purpose of the new role whether that's a role that's new or a role that's you know a replacement and so there might be a bit of storming if there's a new like a whole new role and new purpose for that that person um because then everybody has to shift mm. it's new to everybody um but i you know i think if you arrive in a team and you you think right this 
this seems like a pretty slick team. They sort of know each other pretty well. They looks like they know each other's strengths and they have a process for things. And it seems to be, you know, they like seem to problem solve quite well together. That's all the, you know, signs that they're in the norming stage. And so it probably is quite um quite a good place for somebody to join at. Um, because that would seem like not too emotional, quite easy to slot in and um, catch up with the rest, I guess. I guess what I would say is that um, there's lots of different team dynamics that go, go, go on in this process and some people are quicker to want to work through the stages. So some people are naturally... Um, more comfortable with having difficult conversations than other people so some people might want to move through the stages quicker than others and I guess like I take the view that you can only really go as quickly as the the person the, the sort of more the, not the slowest person but actually you have to do that together um, and so I guess the next step after norming is performing but you might end up being in norming for quite a while because it takes the team a long time to establish those norms and routines and actually just making sure that you're there is discipline there is control and there's a shared goal moving forward is a really good place to then think okay how can we really smash it out of the park um but just being mindful that some people want to get there a lot quicker and then some people it might take them a, a, a bit longer to get there yeah i think you've got to get there as a team haven't you sort of even though one person is ready to go like you said it's like about doing it together and having that unity and actually coming on that journey together yeah we were talking about board meetings weren't we and how a board meeting is a good representation of like the forming storming norming performing yeah process at play i think it's just it's kind of a classic textbook example forming a new team of individuals that you're throwing together for a shared purpose so I think it's uh, you've more clear cut, cut and easily identifiable examples of each of those stages. Um, whereas we're blurring the lines, talking about potentially introducing people into existing teams that are already at different areas. Um, it can be you know, harder to, to quantify. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, your example uh, was a good one. People do move at their own speeds. Yeah, and there's no judgment in that, of course. What I was going to say is that at each stage, it, it's also, you know, as we're in the in-class, it's always good to reflect, but just to reflect on how you actually got to that stage. And actually, sometimes in your team, that might be a good shared best practice to share amongst other teams. And so just like opening up the conversation, because I'm going to say that all teams have this storming to norming conundrum and whether it's moving from storming to norming or back the other way actually just noticing what you do and is there any like shared things that you can actually suggest to other teams that maybe are you'd notice have gone into storming but i would just you know capturing what works for you and what doesn't work is normally quite a good place to start and quite practical and it helps you then have that conversation about right i think we're slipping back i think we need to do these things um, it's a good sign for everybody to, you know, be part of moving towards high performance. So I guess that leads us into next 
the next Yin class, which is going to be on high-performing teams. Um, and how do you get there? What does it feel like? And how do you celebrate successes? Um, ultimately, we all want to become a high-performing team. It's the buzzword, but what does that actually mean? Um, and so next time we'll be sharing our thoughts on what it takes from our experience. Um, so norming, what is it? So we've covered what it means and sort of the state, and it's a really a lower emotional state where actually you start to make decisions, you come together, collaborate on a shared goal, and you start to you know work out what that means and there's behaviours and norms that you've set. Um, we've also talked about what it means for new team members and actually posing the question to everybody really, um, is it easier for people to join a team when the teams in norming state you know what's the easiest stage um, and also thinking about how what are the things that you do to stop reverting back into the storming phase and just being more conscious about uh, when you might be and being more proactive in staying in the norming phase so that's me now young cast on norming um, tune in for the final part which will be on high performing teams Thank you for listening to this episode of Yincast. We hope you enjoyed it. To get the heads up on future podcasts, you can sign up to our mailing list through our website, alembicstrategy.com, in the Get Involved section. If you enjoyed this, then you might also be interested in our other events. You can sign up to our newsletter for updates on our latest events and articles. Also, look out for Strategy Cafe, our regular leadership webinar, where Nick, our MD, interviews prominent leaders.